Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. So continuing this month, we're talking about the top of our diagram, page 12 in our book. It's also on the uh, website podcast page uh, for pursuing God. It's the top of the diagram. It's the most important thing we do as parents because pursuing God makes an incredible, incredible difference in your parenting. Right. So today we're going to go a little bit uh, deeper. And we're going to talk about a common theme we see in parents. And that's our tendency to be critical, nagging parents. So the other day I was on the phone. It was actually an app, Marco Polo. Don't know if you people do that or not, but it's like a video app. And um, with a mom, and she was going to put her kids in the car. And her kids were old enough to get themselves in their car seats. Um, and so they've done it a dozen I don't know, maybe a thousand times. I don't really know. But she was like, okay, all right, guys, get in the car, get in the car. And they were goofing off. It's time to get in the car. You need to get in the car. You need to get your seatbelt on. Why is your seatbelt on yet? You know, she's popping up back to me, talking to me, saying, oh, you know, I can't believe we did this. And this was so much fun. And I love doing that. Why are you not in the car seat? Get in the car. I mean, and she totally changed tones of voice between when she was talking to the kids and when she was talking to me. And I was just laughing because it made me remember the days when my kids were little and my my um, actions were nagging and they were critical and I would go after them with my words to get them to obey. Yes, and we I see that all the time and I see it, I, I hope over time we have taken that more out of our parenting, but man, we talk differently to our kids than we do anyone else. Right. We, we say, that, especially the younger kids, we, uh, all of a sudden we have, it was so funny as you were telling me that story, like I could just picture this mom just being so nice and so caring and so upbeat and so positive, but yet turned it around to the kids and, hey, get your car seat on. And, and just all of a sudden just nagging and controlling and all the things that are, uh, we don't want to do as parents. And we, we never meet parents and go, man, I want to be a nagging, critical parent. Right, right. <laughs> That's my goal is to be a nagging, critical parent. It's always I want to be something different. I know with me, you know, we have three boys in the house now that are 13, 15, and 19. And I want them to learn how to work hard. I want them to be hard workers. And so it gets all over me when I see, I ask them to do something and they don't respond the way I want to, or, you know, we need to do some yard work and they're like, you know, dad, come on, you know, right. I, I got to yeah. play my video, yeah. my video game's so important. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, or I'm and, going somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, it just gets all over me. And so I want to nag them. I want, because and and there's a good thing that I want out of that, that they, because I want them to work hard, but I nag them and I, and I have to fight the, the tendency to nag them. And, and honestly, parents, nagging doesn't work very well and it frustrates everybody involved. And so what if we could flip your tendency to be a critical nagging parent? What if we could flip it into something else? What if we could flip it into being something different? And guess what? We can. We can do that as parents 
through pursuing God. Yeah, so when you pursue God, it turns us as critical, nagging parents into inspiring parents. And inspiration is to call out the best, to take you to the next level, to, to, to bring out the best in you. Doesn't that sound even so much better than nag and critical? Just the word inspire itself is inspiring. Okay, so let's put that phrase in your mind that pursuing God turns critical, nagging parents into inspiring parents. Okay, everybody get that? <laughs> but write that down, put it in your brain, put it in your phone. Pursuing God turns critical, nagging parents into inspiring parents. Or just the- declare, I am an inspiring parent. I am an dis- inspiring parent. Declare that over your life. It's powerful. Because one of the cool things is, as we pursue God... We see how God parents us, and then we can parent our children that way. Yeah, so if you, it makes me laugh to think if we parent, or if God parented like we parented our kids, then I mean, just, just to apply that scene into our everyday life, then if that were the case, if God parented me like I would parent my kids, then God would say, why can't you get the dust off the ceiling fan? <laughs> Don't you see that it's just a mess? Or the blinds. When was the last time you dusted the blinds or the, or the, the, um, dust, the, what are those things around the <laughs> wall? The baseboards. Yeah. When, I mean, really when, in, anyway, or why haven't you answered all those emails or, or looked into that? Or what's another one that God would say to like a, a, a man? Oh my goodness. Why aren't your bills paid? Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen the credit card bill yet? Yeah. Or, or, or what, look at the flower beds out there. Look at the lawn. You know, oh my goodness, there's weeds all over the lawn. When are you ever going to get the weeds out of the lawn? Are, is that ever going to happen? Yeah. And so that's how God would apply what we do to our children the same way, because those are our adult responsibility. But if you translate that to our kid responsibility, why haven't you cleaned your room? Why haven't you picked up your clothes? Why haven't you brushed your teeth? Um, have you done your homework yet? Have you looked at your grades? Put your seatbelt on. Yes, put your seatbelt on. Eat your eat your green beans. <laughs> I mean, what if yeah. God came down and said, you've had too much pizza this week? I mean, it's... Anyway, I just think that if we were to look at it from God's perspective, if we were to go from God's direction, how he treats us. But guess what? As we pursue God, and we really pursue the God of the Bible, not the God that some people portray us, but if we really look at the God of the Bible, we don't see his nagging and his critical spirit because you know why? It's not there. We see his love for us and how he wants to love us right where we are. So check this out, parents. God wants to love us right where we are and yet not let us stay there and inspire us to greatness. Right. He, he's not sat, he loves us right where we are, and we need to do that with our kids. And accepts us right where we are. But we can also... Won't leave us right where we are. But we can also inspire, he inspires us to be like him, to, to greatness, and we can do the same thing. Let me read to you from Romans 8.15. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. When God parents us, he doesn't parent us in nagging and fear and all the things that we tend to do to our kids. He, in, he adopts us as a son and inspires us to greatness. Yeah, so, he puts a crown on our head. He treats us as royalty. He sees the greatness in us and he calls that out. Which is the exact opposite of being critical and nagging. Right. And so we want to inspire you to be more inspiring as parents. <laughs> and so today we want to give you two very practical ways 
to show you how to be an inspiring parent. And number one is this, show your kids who they are instead of who they aren't. Okay, so Don, take that point right there and go back to where you were talking about earlier about the boys and working hard. And so apply that to show your kids who they are instead of who they aren't. How do you? How did you do that out there? What did you put into action with them now? Well, so one of the things we did is I shared that frustration with Suzanne. And I said, man, my, our boys aren't working hard like I want them to. And she agreed with me. So one of the things I did is I wanted to make sure that my wife was seeing the same thing I was seeing. And it wasn't something that I uh, was just, you know, overreacting to. Right. Well, but we agreed. And so we started to think about how we could put things in place. Well, so I own a business. And so uh, I have some lawn work to do. And so I created projects to where instead of me hiring someone to go do that, I went out and, and we did lawn work at the at the business site. Right. So I could show. So one of the things I wanted to show them, and, and Suzanne said, you said this to me. You said, "Hey, you're a hard worker. Why don't you go show them as an example of how to rather than nag them about not working hard? What if you showed them an example of how you work hard because you work hard and you provide for our family and they see that and so." Uh, so one of the things I want to do, too, is it was just brilliant what Don did, is he then, um, as he saw the boys working hard, he also joined them where they are, where they play, if you will. Like, they like to work out. They like to lift weights. They like to rock climb. And, and play so, basketball. And play basketball. Exactly. And so Don created pathways for that to happen, and then he joined them in their play, if you will, because if parents have young children, their play is their work. And so as is, is they play hard, then that will show you a little bit of what their work ethic looks like. And so Don capitalized on that, and he joined the boys in their play. And when he saw that they played hard, they worked hard in their basketball skills, or they worked hard climbing the rocks. And let me jump in on that because, um, and this is just being creative as a parent and listening, Inspired. To, and, and listening to God. Because uh, So my boys, my 15 and 13-year-old, I wanted them to work hard at basketball. If they were going to play basketball, we needed to work hard at basketball. So the natural thing is to go and hire a coach and pay a bunch of money. But I also want my older kids to invest in my younger kids. And I want that to happen as well. Multi-leveled. And I wanted to be involved with them. And so I got a membership at a gym that had a basketball court. Right. And so, and I told the 15 year old, I said, look, and the 15 year olds are really good basketball player. I said, let, why don't you design a program and we'll go together and the 15 year old and the 13 year old and and me, we played basketball. And you know, at first it was hard because my 15 year old didn't get it. I wasn't explaining it very well. We worked through some stuff, but we just did it a couple weeks ago and we've been doing it for a little while. And it's amazing because he's designed this great program. He's working hard to help his younger brother. It's helping his younger brother learn how to work hard. We're doing it all together. And instead of nagging them about being better basketball players, we're doing it together. And it is inspiring. That's good. Yeah. So the second point is this. So the first point we said, show your kid who they are instead of who they aren't. And so as the boys were playing, you were showing them, you're working so hard. You're such a hard worker as you rock climb and do, I mean, so you showed them who we're they are in their activity. inspiring them to who the, being who yeah. they are. Yeah, calling it out on them. The second one is this, and this is where, Suzanne, you do such a good job of this one, is ask God into critical and nagging scenes. 
Yeah, so here's the deal, parents. I, I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because we're sinful. Uh, we definitely are sinful, so there's no maybe about that. <laughs> definitely are sinful, no doubt about that. <laughs> but why do we go straight to critical and nagging? Because we think it works. I mean, reality is I guess it does work at some point because we beat our kids down so much. And I mean, even a, a little confession here, as a young mom, I remember that that was what I used to get my kids to obey, was critical and nagging. And that was, it's almost like we were in this routine and that's where they, that's where they did obey. You know, I remember you telling me when you were a younger mom that you didn't think they would obey unless you nagged them. The only way to get them to obey was to nag them, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I remember where it, my cycle broke was I remember hearing a mom talk to her kids in a nice, kind, polite, respectful way. And I remember being attracted to that and thinking, wait, does that work? Does it work yeah. to talk to your kids like that? And so um, asking her, what, what help here? You've got some magic, you know, tone of voice there. And she said this, she said that she pursued God. And when she talked to her kids that she would stop and she would say, okay, God, help me out here. She would invite God into the scene. And so... Let's go back to that scene where we opened up when we talked about the mom helping the kids get in the car seat and the default, the nag and the complain and all of that stuff. And, and so how you pursue God into that situation is as you're walking to the car, as your kids are getting into the car, just say, okay, God, what do, I, what do my kids need to hear this morning? What do my kids need to, how do I need to talk to my kids right now? Does it need to be authoritative? Boys, I want you to get in the car right now. Children, it's time to get in your car seats. Or can it be more like, and do I can encourage them? You know, as God's going to tell you, they need to be encouraged. They've been beat up all morning, you know, trying to get ready for school or whatever. So you can say, I'm so proud of you for getting in the car. They haven't even opened the door yet, but you're, you're casting vision. I'm so proud of you for getting in your car, getting in your car seat so we can get to school as quick as we can. Or another thing is to um, play a game with them. Maybe they need some fun. Maybe it's been work, work, work all morning, and so they need some fun. Okay, the first one that gets into the car and gets in their car seat is the one that's going to get a lollipop when we get home or whatever that is. And so I don't know what the situation's going to unfold for you in the morning, but God does. He knows if your kids need to be encouraged or if they need authority or if they need um, fun. I guarantee. Or if they need instruction. For sure. That's the authority, the first one, the instruction. Yeah. But if they then need maybe we just work on saying it once. Well, that's what I was going to say, but God's times. never going to say nag. He's never going to say be critical. He's never going to say. So let's say that's, I'm glad you brought that up. So let's say that the kids do get in the car and you've already done all the things and they still haven't gotten your car seat on, gotten in their car seat. And so you get in the front seat of the car before you start the car, you say, okay, God, what now? And you wait for God's instructions. So here's the deal, parents. What I really, really want you to take away from this is that instead of being nagging and critical, use these opportunities as a red flag to pursue God. Like go after God in these chances so that he can be the supernatural wisdom, the supernatural patience, the joy in these frustrating situations. Yeah. So parents, I know this seems hard, you know, and when that mom told Suzanne that it was hard, it's hard to change our, our ways, but we want you to see, do you, do you see how we're trying to flip your thinking here? We don't change the standards. The standard is the kid needs to be in the car seat. The standard is the seatbelt needs to be on. The standard is that they need to do whatever they're supposed to do, but we just change the approach. And as we pursue God more, God shows you. We're, we're not going to show you. God's going to show you how to parent differently as you pursue God and hear His voice. 
He's going to show you how to parent differently. We've just given you a couple of practical examples, but God has a whole way of life to show you. He's got a whole new way for you to parent your kids. So here's what we want you to do this week. When you see our post on Instagram or Facebook, we want you to share with us specific examples of when you listened to God and inspired your parents to, I'm sorry, not your parents, inspired your kid to greatness instead of nagging them. So we are confident as you go through the week that our good God is going to show you how to become an inspiration to your child, and we want to hear about it. So go back to the post and just let us know the victories you have this week. So go be crazy parents, and I mean crazy inspiring parents. CrazyCoolFamily.com.